It's Tuesday, December 3rd, 2019, 70 days since the House launched its impeachment inquiry. And this is Impeachment Today. Good morning. I'm Hayes Brown, reporter and editor at BuzzFeed News. There's snow on the ground here in New York, which feels fitting as we lean into the winter of our impeachment content. Shakespeare reference. Look it up. Okay, today we're talking to BuzzFeed News congressional reporter Kadia Goba about Jerry Nadler, the pugnacious chair of the House Judiciary Committee. But before we get to all that, let's catch up on what happened yesterday. Okay, gang, cards on the table. As Monday night wore on, it was looking less and less likely that there'd be any big impeachment news for y'all. And I, for one, blame the House Intelligence Committee's members. That's because while they were given the chance to look at the final report summing up the inquiry's findings starting Monday night, they were apparently unwilling to share details with the press this time. Which, yes, fair. It's a secret report for now. But come on! One member even told Fox News that they'll look at the report on Tuesday so they could not be accused of leaking it to the press. The good news is the committee will vote on the report on Tuesday evening. After that, Republicans will get the chance to gather their minority reviews, and the whole thing gets shipped over to House Judiciary on Thursday. This means we might be getting a look at the final impeachment report on Tuesday evening after the vote. But for now, I'm kind of disappointed that we have to wait. At least we have new information on the timing of the House's march towards impeachment. The House Majority Leader announced that Congress will be in session the week of December 16th, and the last votes that week are set to take place on Friday, December 20th. That sounds to me like House leadership is hoping that not only are the articles of impeachment drafted by then, they've been voted out of judiciary and debated on the floor. But a member of Speaker of the House Nancy Pelosi's team told Fox News that the number of bills on backlog in the House may make it hard to push impeachment forward before the new year. Either way, that's going to be a hell of a week, so circle it in your calendars now. That was the news. This was the noise. Republicans are getting uncomfortably comfortable with agreeing with the president's view that Ukraine also interfered in the 2016 U.S. election. Senator Richard Byrd chairs the Senate Intelligence Committee, and he has been pretty firm on the fact that, yes, Russia did interfere in the election, and they did so to benefit then-candidate Donald Trump. But this is what he said when asked about the idea that Ukraine meddled in the election on Monday. He said, every elected official in the Ukraine was for Hillary Clinton. Is that very different than the Russians being for Donald Trump? He added, the president can say that they meddled because they had a preference. The elected officials, that's not the current people. Is that different, Burr asks. Well, let me think. A yes. A huge resounding yes that is different. Because on the one hand, you have a few op-eds and personal Facebook posts from Ukrainian officials expressing an opinion. On the other hand, you have the full power of the Russian state and military directed towards influencing a campaign in favor of one candidate. Pretty dang different. And now, in a moment for the right-brained people out there, we have today's reading from our Nixometer. Well, I'm not a crook. On our scale of zero is a normal day in a normal White House, and 10 is President Richard Nixon resigning and flying away in Marine One. And this morning we're at a 7.0 still. We haven't had any new major revelations about the impeachment inquiry and Trump's dealings in Ukraine over the last few days. Once the House Intelligence Committee's report is out there, we may glean some new information. But who knows? What matters now is what will the House Judiciary Committee do? After the break, we turn our eyes to that very committee to talk to Kadia Goba about Chairman Jerry Nadler. Stick around. At 
Chief It. We're tired of hearing new year, new you, fat burning secrets, and lose weight fast. The only thing you need to lose is self-doubt. The body you're in deserves respect, love, and support. Support you're not getting from your current sports bra. It's time to experience the only sports bra that actually does its job and outperforms the most popular brands on the market. It's time to feel real support from SheFit. Save $10 today at SheFit.com slash 2022. This season, get football on your terms with NFL Game Pass. Let's go! See every snap from every game with full game replays. What a throw, what a catch! Listen to all the action as it happens with live game audio. Watch the dog, Jeep! Leaping grab to Monte Adams! Plus, watch your team on your time with condensed game replays. Wow! Get football on your terms with NFL Game Pass. Go to NFL.com slash Game Pass to start your free trial today. The NFL Podcast Network is your home for all things football. Do you love hearing analysis around the league with a touch of mirth? Or maybe you enjoy breaking down X's and O's in the college scouting scene. Do you breathe, sleep, and eat fantasy football? Perhaps you love the funny headlines that emerge each week. What if you want in-depth news coverage with reporters? Or what if you want to know exactly how each team got its name? Well, you're in luck because the NFL Podcast Network has a show for everybody. Our vast network has the NFL's best talent bringing you right into the action each week. There's always room to add more football into your podcast rotation, and our vast group of shows will surely keep you up to date with everything you need to know surrounding the National Football League. Listen on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, it is time for This Fucking Guy, where we zoom in on a person, place, or thing that's shaping the impeachment saga. Today, we're talking about House Judiciary Committee Chairman Jerry Nadler. It's his turn in the impeachment driver's seat after three years of waiting. Here to talk with us about Nadler and what to expect from his committee is BuzzFeed News congressional correspondent Kadia Goba. Thank you so much for joining us today. Thanks for having me, Hayes. Okay, so for those of us not familiar with every member of Congress, who is Jerry Nadler and how did he become the chair of the House Judiciary Committee? Chair Nadler is a New York congressman who has this weird district that's like upper west side of Manhattan and a tiny portion of southern Brooklyn. He's held this seat since the early 90s. And he became judiciary chair once Democrats took over the House in 2019, well, this year. Before that, he was the ranking member, and he took over for Rep Conyers when Conyers resigned amid, like, sexual misconduct allegations. But before that, Nadler was the New York State Assemblyman, and he had his runnings with the president then also. So this will be like part two. So even before we knew anything about Trump and Ukraine, Jerry Nadler was out at the forefront pushing impeachment. Can you talk to us a little bit about his, you know, uphill struggle to try and push Congress to follow his lead on impeachment? Yeah. So you guys might remember what feels like 17 years ago when the Mueller hearings happened. Judiciary was in charge of the whole impeachment inquiry during that time. And Nadler was the focal point. But I think a lot of people agree that 
the Mueller hearings didn't go as well as possible. And it kind of shifted to what we now know as the Ukraine going on. So Jerry Nadler was pushing this impeachment idea. And in doing so, he ran a bunch of investigations and hearings that did not go so well. One that stands out is with Corey Lewandowski, the former Trump campaign chair, who just showed up and pled the fifth and kind of made a mockery of the proceedings. Do you think those missteps of Nadler's really affected his standing in the House and how other members perceived him? I'd say so. So there was Lewandowski, there was also the whole Hicks hearings, and time and time again, the witnesses were just stonewalling. So it kind of looked like Nadler didn't have a grasp of what was going on or couldn't get what he needed to out of these witnesses, which proved very unsuccessful, especially trying to prove to America that Democrats should move forward with this whole impeachment thing. So basically from the jump, you know, Nadler was the one pushing, especially Speaker Pelosi, on impeachment, just really leaning in hard. Now that we've got these gears turning and we're moving forward towards actual articles impeachment. Is there a sense of vindication for Nadler on the Hill? Well, I think that's certainly the narrative now, right? In headlines, you see Nadler gets his chance at the hearings, especially after what seems to have been a snubbing on the part of Speaker Nancy Pelosi. All of a sudden, after these like not so good attempts at having witnesses prove that they should move forward impeachment, all of a sudden, rep shift, the Intelligence Committee starts taking over like these skiff closed door hearings. So now that you see kind of like move out of the limelight. Okay, so with the action moving back to judiciary on Wednesday, what can we expect from this first hearing that Jerry Nadler has called? You can expect super wonkiness. It's not (laughs) going to have the glam that you saw the past couple of weeks. Remember, of the 41 members, seven of them have law degrees, right? So judiciary, they're going to go in the weeds and they're going to talk about obstruction of justice and bribery and how those are, in fact, impeachable offenses. Whereas the Republican judiciary members are going to try to prove that those aren't impeachable offenses, right? Which is going to be wild. Sure. You're going to have constitutional experts. And I mean, there's nothing like a constitutional expert to ruin prime time, I guess. Yeah. If you're tuning into this hearing, and especially if you try and watch the entire thing, you are one of the nerds. I'm not even sure I'm going to be able to get through it. Okay. So aside from Nadler, who else should we be watching for on the House Judiciary Committee, especially since they're going to be the ones who are drafting these you know, eventual articles of impeachment? So that's a good question. On the Democratic side, Rep Val Demings, she's one of those rare Congress members who served both on Intel as well as on the Judiciary Committee. She's a former police executive or chief. I felt in the last hearing she brought like a very human element to it when she spoke out about them sexualizing Yovanovitch's testimony. So she'll be interesting to watch because, like I said, it's going to be super wonky, so she'll bring like this human interest element to it. Rep Del Collins, the ranking member on Judiciary committee, a staunch protagonist. He's going to go for it. He's a fast talking lawyer type, and he'll be the one to watch, as well as our favorite, Jim Jordan, who is <laughs> who was put on Intel, but he actually is a Judiciary Committee member. Ah, uh, Jim Jordan. I, for one, cannot wait to hear more of his dulcet, I guess, Ohio tones during this next stage of the process. Okay, Really quickly, let's time warp into the future. It is 2020, just after the election. Jerry Nadler, to quote Charlie Brown, is he the hero or the goat? Not the greatest of all time, but acts like a bad goat. (laughs) 
I'm going to go with the second. Oh, no. (laughs) Woof. That is quite the prediction. Why do you say that? I just think that after two weeks of hearings, long hearings, and now, again, this being very wonky, we do know that the president's counsel is not even going to show up. Maybe that could have added some new dimension to these ongoing hearings. I'm not sure the American public is going to be into it. Ooh, is correct. I honestly feel that so deeply inside me. And thank you so much for taking the time, Kadia, for being here and giving us a little bit more insight into what to expect from the Judiciary Committee. Thanks, Hayes. Okay, it is time to testify. And this is what we found out late Monday evening about the upcoming hearing in Judiciary. There will be four scholars in total appearing to talk about the Constitution and impeachment. All of them teach at pretty impressive law schools, Harvard, Stanford, North Carolina, and the George Washington University. Like Kadia said earlier, though, don't really expect a lot of fireworks at this hearing. One witness who may be a bit spicy, like, I don't know, sriracha spicy, is George Washington's Jonathan Turley. Because while he doesn't say that Trump's actions are good, in a blog post of his, he warns against the current trend among Democrats of saying that what Trump did was worse than Nixon. So... Who knows? He could be a bit sassier than Nadler is expecting. So if your idea of a good time is wading into the way the founders intended impeachment to work, then, friends, more power to you and enjoy your quality C-SPAN hours. Okay, that's it for today. But before we go, we wanted to thank everyone who has sent us in questions about impeachment and the process so far. This show is here to help you, the listeners, understand impeachment. So we love hearing what you're thinking about and what you're questioning, etc., etc. So as we go into the next phase of the impeachment process this week, let's keep the conversation going. We've had 22 or so editions of this fucking guy, and we're wondering who or what would you like to hear about? Who or what would you like us to dive into? Or if you have more questions for us about things that are just still confusing, hit us up too. Open up the Voice Memo app on your phone, record your question, and email it to impeachment at buzzfeed.com. Or just send me a direct message on Twitter. I'm at Hayes Brown, and my DMs are always open. Lastly, be sure to subscribe to Impeachment Today on the iHeartRadio app or Apple Podcasts, and uh, maybe leave us a rating and a review. Also, tell your friends about the show as we all figure this out together. Socks are the number one most requested item at homeless shelters. Underwear second and shirts are third. At Bombas, socks were first, made with comfortable details for everyday wearing. Then underwear and shirts too, all designed to perfectly fit. At Bombas, every item you purchase means you're donating an essential clothing item to someone in need. One comfortable clothing item for you, one donated to someone in need. Bombas, comfort for all. Get 20% off your purchase at bombas.com slash comfy. I'm Rachel Bonetta, and I have my very own podcast called Benched with Bonetta. You kidding me? Woo! I'm just here so I won't get fined. Every week, I'm going to be talking about all the things I find fascinating about the NFL, and I'm doing something that has never been done before. I'm opening my DMs. DMs now open. <gasps> Listen every Tuesday and join me on the bench. Subscribe now and listen to the Benched with Bonetta podcast on the iHeartRadio app, on Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
the NFL Podcast Network is your home for all things football. Do you love hearing analysis around the league with a touch of mirth? Or maybe you enjoy breaking down X's and O's in the college scouting scene. Do you breathe, sleep, and eat fantasy football? Perhaps you love the funny headlines that emerge each week. What if you want in-depth news coverage with reporters? Or what if you want to know exactly how each team got its name? Well, you're in luck because the NFL Podcast Network has a show for everybody. Listen on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.